Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to the program. Live Mike is what we're calling it. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Uh, listen, I told you I was going to do something in the last segment, and I didn't do it. Mike Lee, not long ago, uh, in addition to all these comments that he's made, he has made it known that he is behind a pair of bills uh, which deal with parental rights. And if I'm honest, uh, maybe six, seven months ago, I would have overlooked that. Not, uh, I wouldn't have stopped to dwell on it. But I'm a father myself now, and uh, I'm a father who's been in the hospital with my young little baby. And uh, his legislation deals uh, with issues facing parents in that uh, circumstance. So later on, I promise I'm going to get back to it. Uh, I want to talk about it and let you know uh, what he is up to in addition to his uh, thoughts and opinions on this Iran deal. Uh, this segment we are talking about Weber State University. It was just yesterday, uh, I, I should tell you too, here in studio I've invited our good friend uh, Boyd Matheson, host of Inside Sources. Uh, our, our other friend... Uh, <laughs> we, have, we have so many friends. A lot of friends. Well, you and I ran in similar circles for a while. Uh, I reached out to Weber State uh, President uh, Brad Mortensen just this morning and he said, hey, you know, I'm talking to Boyd already. And I said, all right, well, listen, I'm not going to bug you double. Uh, so what, uh, what's President Mortensen up to up at Weber State? Uh, you know, some some really great, some really exciting things. Uh, he was inaugurated officially uh, on Wednesday. Did you see the? Yeah. Did you see some of the videos? A lot of purple going on. Yeah, uh, they have the mascot yeah. there. The marching band <laughs> makes an appearance. The cheerleaders are jumping and flying through the sky. It was a great, and it's their, and it was their Founders Day, so yeah. 131st anniversary of Weaver State. Not and, a bad day for Mr. Yeah, Mortensen up yeah. there. And, and an amazing thing uh, that I hadn't realized. You know, obviously that started for, as a church school, and then they decided they had to. Turn it into a real school, and yeah. everyone mortgaged their homes. They yeah. mortgaged the community, mortgaged their homes huh. to launch that as a as a little college. So it has a great backstory, which which really lends to one of the things that President Mortensen drove yesterday, and that is this idea of we need to make sure we're helping those students who get in, who are doing well, but then they either just get buried in debt or they just can't you know, keep things going because of the finances of it all, uh, and they bail. Uh, yeah. And so he announced a, a major initiative there uh, to, to provide a pathway for those folks to, to keep going. And, and a lot of times we don't really think that through. You know, you get partway in, you get a couple years into your education, maybe you're married, maybe you have a child now, uh, and suddenly all of those responsibilities start stacking up. Sure. And I think for a lot of students, they get to that point where they they can't see themselves going deeper in debt or how am I going to juggle these three jobs and my education? Uh, and as in most things, I think President Mortensen has recognized in college, people run out of energy long before they run out of opportunity. It's a great line. And a lot of them just end up bailing and they don't come back. Yeah. It, we're, I'm grateful to you. Thank you for Boyd for, for being here. Where? Give me some of the nuts and bolts of this. What, what were some of the criteria uh, can you tell me that f- students may have to uh, meet to, to yeah, get their hands on some of this yeah, there's a, there's a there's a whole host of things in terms of financial need and where they are in their education and what their performance are. Uh, one of the things that was interesting to me, and we talked about this earlier this morning, was well, how big a deal is? I mean, how big a problem is this? Yeah, I, if if I look back on my own experience, uh, you know, I, I was lucky. I went to, down to Brigham Young University. It was, it was a very inexpensive education when I was there. Uh, I was able to, with a part time job and with the help of my parents, uh, make my way through that and emerge without any debt. So I, yeah. you know, I try to relate my own experience, and it's it's a little difficult. Uh, and but 
so I, I was curious how many folks are actually uh, demonstrating the ability to perform well in the classroom, uh, are responsible enough to continue their education semester after semester, and then all of a sudden they get uh, surprised by by these dollar signs and the debt yeah. that they face. Yeah, and I don't think it's the surprise. I think it's the, the crushing weight sure. of, uh, especially in today's economy and, and where people are. And so there are, there are hundreds every semester that are in school, doing well, and then they, they see this magic thing when, when either that tuition payment is due or whether when they're, they're supposed to you know, get their loans come due, uh, there's this big drop-off. There's hundreds, sometimes 600 people who will drop out at that moment. And again, the vast majority of them don't come back. Uh, and that's, that's a, it's a sad thing because they've already got, uh, as we were talking about, they sure. have sunk costs. Yeah. They have a lot of sunk costs. Uh, and to be that close or to be that far along the path. What's the value not- of half a degree? Yeah. Listen, uh, to help us understand this better, I invited a friend of mine. He's a digital content producer here at KSL Radio, Colby Walker. He's on the line now. Uh, sir, you were a student at Weber State University. You then faced uh, some, yeah. some, some realities. Tell us your story. No, I was, I was peeking over the uh, divider between our cubicles today and heard you guys talk about this story and thought you had been reading a page out of the, the book of my life <laughs> is what it really sounded like. And that was exactly what ended up happening to me. I was, my family had recently moved here from Idaho. I was recently returned from a mission, started going to school there at Weber State and did a couple semesters. And then just like you guys were talking about, all of a sudden it was time to re-up for my student loans and the rest of that. I mean, I thought I did a pretty good job uh, going into eyes wide open, looking for scholarships and grants and stuff like that. But that's what happened to me is all of a sudden the next time to re-up for another few thousand dollars worth of student loans came knocking. And and I was one of those students that bailed. Let me ask you this. uh, Should this scholarship have been in place during your day? there at Weber State, uh, if you had availed yourself to the benefits uh, provided by this, how might that have changed your community with the uni- or changed your relationship with the community and the university? You know, I think I would have stuck around for a little bit longer as soon as that happened. I mean, that was really one of the big deciding factors on whether or not I was going to go back for another semester. Is I sat there, looked down, and, and, and laid the books out in front of me and realized that that wasn't the option that I wanted to make. And, and having that understanding that there could have been a little bit uh, a scholarship there or, or these grants that are placed there would have definitely changed the, the direction that I went at that point in time. Without this scholarship uh, available to you, what did you do? So what I ended up doing is I actually ended up transferring to to a different school. I ended up moving right next door to you guys right here and where we all work there at Broadcast House next door to the, the business college right there downtown and and found a different option for me so i went down that direction and and finished up my degree there doing some social media marketing stuff which was the almost the exact same field that i was studying there at weber state but ended up swapping somewhere that was even less expensive and something that that worked worked better for me at that point in time very good uh well that's it that is the the situation illustrated we're we're talking this segment and we're going to wrap up here in just a a moment it was announced at the inauguration of president uh brad uh westwood up at uh no mortensen i'm sorry uh brad uh mortensen up at uh uh, weber state university yesterday that there is a a 10 million dollar scholarship initiative and this is for students who uh, make their way a good way down the road towards graduation up at weber state but then find themselves uh, facing some some expenses 
that they just are either uncomfortable or are unable to to cover. And so if they meet certain qualifications, they can approach the university uh, and, and maybe find some help along the way. They call it catapult. Catapult, which I, which I love the name. It's like Pretty whoever cool. did the branding on that was uh, was genius and, and yeah. a really great thing uh, at a really great school. I think uh, President Mortensen is going to do some pretty extraordinary work there uh, up in purple country. That's right. Great, great, great. Weber State. Uh, okay, hey, listen, we're going to come down south a little bit. We've been talking about Weber State. In the next two segments, we're going to talk about the University of Utah. You are aware of uh, the tragedy uh, that befell a young student up there at the University of Utah just last year. It caused some great shakeups uh, among law enforcement there. The the police chief retired some number of months ago. Well, it was back uh, on episode seven of this program, Live Mike, that we spoke to the incoming safety officer, uh, a gentleman named Marlon Lynch. He's going to join us from uh, the East Coast. He's going to be in charge of safety up at the University of Utah. In the next segment, we're going to walk through, revisit that conversation we had with him. And then, just after 2.30, we will, on this program, be speaking to the brand newly announced chief of police at the Department of Public Safety with the University of Utah. We're going to learn what plans he has for the university, uh, what he intends to do to build trust uh, among the community up there. But first, I'm going to throw things over to Tim and Amanda. There you are at ARUP Blood Services in Sandy. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.